Good morning, everybody. Happy Easter. I'm Pete Gray. And I'm Patricia Gray. And together we're part of the leadership team at Freedom Church in Leeds, England. Welcome to our Easter Sunday service. This might just be the strangest Easter yeah. that we've ever experienced, you know. Yeah. Like us, you're probably under some kind of lockdown or self-isolation because of the coronavirus. It's definitely not Easter as usual, is it? But the central meaning of Easter remains the same. We're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ on that very first Easter day. For all Christians, this is probably the most important day of the year. We remember Jesus, who died on the cross and yet rose again. Can you imagine how those women felt when they went to the tomb early on Easter morning and saw Jesus risen? They couldn't have believed their eyes. And can you imagine the disciples hiding away in fear? They'd seen Jesus crucified, laid in a tomb, dead. 
and yet here he was with them. But at that time, he promised them that he would never leave them again or forsake them. He promised that he would send the Holy Spirit to strengthen and comfort everyone who puts their trust in him until the end of the ages. And we really need that, don't we, right now? So we rejoice in that hope today. Whatever any of us are facing right now, whatever the challenges, mm. hope in him will not disappoint us. That's right. We're praying that as you worship the risen Christ with us, you too will know his presence and his peace this Easter time. Enjoy the service. Christ is risen from the dead, trampling over death by death. Come awake, come awake, come and rise up from the grave. Christ is risen from the dead, we are one with him again. Come awake, come awake, come and rise up from the Stand in the light, the glory of God. 
Do you believe in the power of prayer? Do you believe that Jesus answers prayer? Has Jesus ever answered a prayer for you? Want your story of answered prayer to inspire people for years to come? If you answered yes to all these questions, you are ready to change someone's life. Got a few minutes to share your story? We are building the wall of answered prayer a national landmark made of one million bricks, each brick representing an answer to prayer. Your testimony matters. When we're long gone, this landmark will still be standing with its one million testimonies of answered prayer. Have your story be part of it and let it impact the life of someone you will never meet. Tell us how God has answered your prayer, because we know that what God has done for you, he can do again for someone else. To build this landmark in the UK, we need your story. Why not do it now? Help us declare to this nation, now and in the future, that Jesus is alive. He listens and he answers. Share your answered prayer with us. I was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my turn Till I met you I was breathing but not alive All my failures I tried to hide It was my turn Till I met you You called my name And I ran out of that grave Out of the darkness Into your glorious day You called my name
heavy The chains break at the weight of your glory I needed shelter, I was an orphan Now you call me a citizen of heaven Good morning, everyone, and thank you, Pete and Pat, for that introduction and that very uh, concise retelling of the Easter story. I almost feel like we don't need to do anything. Should, <laughs> should, should, should we not bother? I was going to say, should we go home? But we, we are we home. Go, oh. <laughs> All right, okay, no, we'll, we'll do something there. We'll, we'll, we'll fill out that, that story a little bit more. Uh, my name is Mark Kelly. I'm part of leadership here at Freedom Church. And my name's Cathy Kelly. And it's a privilege, like Cathy said, to broadcast from our home into your home once again for how many weeks now? Is this the fourth, fourth week? week? I think, yeah. Fourth week. Well, yeah. you'd think we were getting dab hands at this, wouldn't you? But um, you should see our setup behind the camera. It's a bit messy. Anywho, this today is a very special day because it is, like we said, it's Easter. Yes! Could be a bit more, like, come on. Yes! Yes! Um, you know, <laughs> I was thinking, and, and I love the NHS, and we go out every Thursday and we clap. And we joined the street. I was thinking, you know, if only people really realised what Christ did for us mm. throughout this weekend, and obviously His resurrection on today. I think, I think, if people truly realised what that was, they'd be out on their doorsteps clapping, clapping, clapping him, every, clapping Jesus. You know, that'd be great, wouldn't it? If Christians could, like, I don't know, say, right, this this day of the year, we're going to go out at eight o'clock and we're going to clap Jesus. Don't know. Mm, There's a, a thought. thought. Maybe that could catch on. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I need you to shift in a little bit. Oh, I think, sorry. I think, yeah. There we go. There yeah. we go. There we go. I don't want to take too much of the camera. I know there's quite a bit of me these days, but I don't want to take too much. Um, so it's Easter. Awesome. What does that mean? Chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> Chocolate. Um, no, no. So what, so last week, last Sunday was Palm Sunday. So sum up Palm Sunday for our wonderful yep. folk out okay. there. Okay, so we um, looked at the um, story of Jesus riding into Jerusalem and uh, we talked about the people wearing, uh, waving their palm branches and laying down their coats and hailing Jesus as the king, a king who they thought was there to um, overturn the, the rulers, rule. the Roman rule of the time. Um, and actually, <clears throat> God had a very different plan. He did. Um, he wasn't that kind of king. No. 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 Okay. So, Which uh, they would learn about during this week uh, until ultimately he was uh, uh, crucified Friday yes, day. Yes, because the, it was three o'clock in the afternoon. And it went dark. And it went dark. Yeah. And the earth rumbled. And yeah, that oh, was the oh, daytime. So it was a, yeah, it was daytime. Yeah. 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 So um, he was crucified. Everybody thought it was all over, didn't they? So Friday, Friday evening, by then, it's like it's all over, it's done. Yeah. 
he wasn't really the king. Uh, and he starts to lose followers quite dramatically, yeah. doesn't he? Well, he starts to lose followers as soon as he was crucified, I guess. Um, that's right, yeah. But that's because mm. they were expecting a different kind of king. Yeah. And he wasn't that kind of king. And so Saturday is a period. What's, what's, so, so, oh, sorry, sound, we start on Palm Sunday. I'm skipping ahead. So Palm <laughs> Sunday, we get to Friday. Um, uh, Jesus is crucified, dies on the cross. What happens Saturday? What's, what's, what's this in between time? What happened yesterday? I think it's a time of the disciples particularly grieving the loss of their friend reflecting. and their, their Lord, reflecting, feeling fearful, because don't forget, the person, the man that they have been following has just been brutally tortured and crucified on a cross. And they are the ones who put their belief, their trust in this man. Completely. So are they him. next? They are actually, they're hiding away. They don't want to be out and about seen because they could very well be the ones who were next tortured and crucified for believing in this guy who said he was the son of God. What a day. What a day so Saturday must have been. sadness and fear yeah. around. So Sunday comes along. What happens? The women go to the tomb to yeah. find it. Open, open empty. The, the stone has, has somehow been rolled away. It's empty. They find... An angel there saying, what's he saying? What are you doing here? Yeah. Is is not here? And, yeah. and they go, This is a place for the dead. Yeah. And Jesus is alive. Yeah. He's, He's risen. Resurrected. He is risen. Could uh, you imagine? No, I can't Those imagine. women. That's... They've gone to the tomb to, um, to wash Jesus' body, to embalm Jesus' body. They... Could you imagine, I'm sure they had to prepare themselves deeply for going to see their, the Jesus that they loved. Yeah. They cared for him as a friend. They followed him and they're going to be confronted with his, his body. Mm. And then to, to go and for the tomb, the stone to be rolled away. And then an angel, which is not a common occurrence to see an angel. We know we we know from the Bible that angels do show up and they're God's messengers. But these women may not have ever encountered, probably have never encountered an angel before. And so an angel is there and yeah, and tells them this news, this good news that, you know, why are you looking for Jesus here? Yeah. This is a place for the dead. Jesus is risen. Yeah. Wow, that then, would have taken a few moments to compute that information. And what I, I love, think. what I love about that, so obviously then what goes and happens is that the, the women try and tell people, don't they? And they're not believed because... The disciples don't believe them. Because yeah. they're women. Yeah. And in that culture at that time, women's testimony uh, wasn't that valued. It was quite a, a low-grade testimony, probably often mm. not believed. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what's interesting about the story is that, that within this this Bible that we have, within this record, within this story of what happens, is that the people who discover his empty tomb, discover her, actually his, his you know, his, his been risen, his risen uh, are women. Because if you were going to make a good story up, if you were going to make it up, you wouldn't pick women to be the one to, no. fi to find that, to discover that the tomb was empty and that Jesus had risen. You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have that. You'd have men, you'd have some solid men going in there and, and, and retelling that. 
And so that, for me, wow. it, it gives it some validation that the story that we read in Scripture is a true story. And just that's just one of many things, but it's a true story because mm. it was women who were the first to discover uh, his empty tomb. All power to women. That's awesome. That's <laughs> but so I love that um, Jesus had a relationship with he had friendship with women he he included women we were we've just been reading through the book of Matthew we're still reading through it on a on a weekday morning aren't we and in the genealogy in Matthew 1 it includes women and and women you know that's just not it's just they're just not included in that way done. in that time not done. um but yet Jesus is so inclusive um so I just I just love that mm. and I love and Mary M Mary Magdalene where all the, the women, other women run off to to tell this news. And Mary stays because she wants to have another encounter with Jesus. She wants to encounter the risen Lord. Yeah. And so in the garden, she s spots a figure, which is, she thinks he's just the gardener, <laughs> keeping things all, all neat and tidy in the garden and attending to the tombs. And um, I often wonder, because she thinks he's the gardener, it's like, what what was he doing then? Was yeah, I don't know. Was just he walking in the was garden? Was he walking in the garden? Was he clipping a few bushes? I don't know what the garden would have looked like. So I think he was walking, and she assumed his role in yeah, that place. Yeah, she assumed his role. Yeah. And because he was the risen Lord, we know from scriptures further on that he didn't quite look the same as mm. as they were used to. Yeah, because he something's was risen. Changed. Some, something's changed. Something changed. Yeah. in his appearance um but there's a there's a retelling of the story um in a children's bible book actually and um there's this one part and it says that the gardener mary mary was desperate she was like i want where is jesus i want to find him i want to see him again and um but she she's asking the gardener where can i find him and he just says her name mary and this book, this uh, children's Bible story book, says only one person says her name like that. And that just gets me every wow. time because awesome, Jesus knows us by name. And when he says our name, it it just resonates somewhere with, wow. deep within us, doesn't it? And she knew yeah. because of how he said her name that she knew he was the risen Lord. Wow. I think we just, need to move on just, yeah. to like, just to fill this up, fill this in a bit. I mean, yeah. so... I, I, okay, let me, let's just come back to this, this woman issue. Yeah. Because it, it is, it is one of those, those things that, um, apologetics will throw out there as evidence for the historical accuracy, uh, of what the, uh, what the New Testament is telling us, what the gospels are telling us, and not just in the gospels, in many, many parts throughout uh, the New Testament. Um, and obviously I, I love apologetics and apologetics, by the way, isn't apologizing for our faith. Um, it is it, it's defending your faith, but with love and with grace, but with reason and intelligence. Um, and so you come at you come at scripture uh, with a, a, um, a mindset that this is this is a these are documents that we can trust. Um, what would have happened? What, and so it leads us on to this this question, which we're going to start with here is it's the most important day ever for Christians. Mm. It's, you know, maybe on par with Christmas or more than Christmas. I don't know. There's an argument. Well, I have. always say if Christmas hadn't happened, <laughs> then, then get, Easter wouldn't have Easter. happened. Maybe, in other words, maybe <laughs> we should celebrate Easter just as much as we do. Uh, we seem to get covered up with, with Christmas stuff because it's so, so important. Because without the resurrection, without the risen Christ, then our faith 
is essentially founded on lies. Mm. To, to put it bluntly, mm. it's it's founded on a story that isn't true, which again is astonishing because if a story isn't true and you've made that story up, would you die for something you know is made up? Not yeah. something that you've got caught up in like a cult or something you've you've got excited about and, and are kind of blinkered to the truth. No, you've literally made it up because a lot of the early disciples were, were martyred for their faith. Yeah, they, they were killed right. for what they believed. And if they'd made it up, you, you probably wouldn't do that. You'd back down. Mm. So, so it, there's strong evidence to say that it isn't made up because and it isn't a lie. And it's something we can we we have strong foundations in. And so, so let me let me kind of start this off. Then I'm not the only person saying this. People have said this across the centuries. But the first one of the first people to to write this down or try to to start recording this point is the Apostle Paul. Uh, and particularly to the Corinthian church, he writes a letter to the, the Corinthian church. And he says this, he says, uh, the message we preach is Christ who has been raised from the dead. I think we've got to keep smiling to show how happy we are about the Easter. So um, how could any of you possibly say there is no resurrection of the dead? For if there's no such thing as a resurrection from the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And to pause that, sorry, I should say what I'm reading from. Uh, it, it's it's 1 Corinthians uh, 15, uh, verses 12 onwards. That's quite important. should have really given that yeah. information out. So um, there's no such thing as resurrection from the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And so there was some within the Corinthian church now. So this is the early, early church in the first century or so. Uh, and they're beginning to doubt already. They're beginning to doubt the mm. bodily resurrection, uh, uh, bodily resurrection that, that we would ultimately be resurrected and they're beginning to doubt that and so if you doubt that then you begin to doubt by extension uh, the easter mm. resurrection of christ so in this particular bit of scripture that i'm reading here paul is a, i was trying to give another word to make this a bit more kind of modern uh he rebukes them he rebukes them tells them off mm. uh and, <laughs> and, and in strong but simple terms that the resurrection of jesus can't be separated from the coming resurrection of believers so to remove that truth of his his resurrection, it's to destroy, and this is the key, is mm. to destroy hope. If you remove yeah. the resurrection, you destroy hope. Let's just re read on a little bit more. Um, and if Christ has not been raised, all our preaching has been for nothing, and your faith is useless. Moreover, if the dead are not raised, then what? Then that would mean that we, we even, are false witnesses who are misrepresenting God. And that would mean that we've preached a lie, stating that God raised him from the dead, if in reality he didn't. If the dead aren't raised up, then that would mean Christ has not been raised up either. And if Christ is not alive, you who are still lost in your sins, your faith is a fantasy. And it would also mean that those believers in Christ who have who've passed away simply perished if the only benefit of our hope uh, in christ is limited to our life here on earth we deserve to be pitied more than all the others they're well, strong words yeah, aren't very, they yeah so why why would we be the most pitiable people of all Kath? why would why, why are we to be pitied if why, why why would they be pitied if we're basing everything that we believe on this event well, because everything else falls down yeah. if 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 this one if it 
if this one thing is a lie, is untrue, is um, has been kind of removed from the equation, if you like, then um, we'd be going through everything we go through in life with, how, without how, any hardship, struggle. Yeah, without any hope for the future. That I mean, the resurrection equals hope for our lives. Um, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He sent His only Son, that whoever believes in Him will not die, but, but. will have eternal life and that is what the cross uh, the resurrection the cross and the resurrection did yeah. is is sealed the deal that we um if we put our belief in god our trust in god we have a relationship with him then we will also come into eternal life this is our life on earth is not the end no and so if, well, if that's not true all of that falls apart it's it collapses some, doesn't it? some translations actually say that um if if through these false pretenses we have preached, so the apostles, the early early church leaders, have preached life eternal through the Messiah, then we the apostles are the most miserable of humanity. So the resurrection of Christ is at the heart of our faith. Yeah. Um, there's a, 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 an American apologist, uh, just coming back to use that word again, American mm -hmm. apologist, a guy called Henry uh, Morris, and he's quoted as saying this. Let me read you this quote. The bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead is the crowning proof of Christianity. If the resurrection did not take place, then Christianity is a false religion. If it did take place, then Christ is God and the Christian faith is absolute truth. Could just, just, let, just leave it there. Like that <laughs> let that sink in. But Christ's <laughs> resurrection isn't just about giving us a solid basis for um, believing. Apologetics only gets you so far. Ultimately, it's about it's about changing not only our mind but but transforming our heart, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. it's about the resurrection is about giving us a hope and a future. Mm. Because, like we say, if Christ rose again, it gives us hope of that eternal said, life. Eternal yeah. life. Yeah. Uh, and and you know hope it isn't here's the thing about hope when we're talking about hope in scripture it's not just talking about wishing something was true not, yeah oh, i like, hope that that i don't know i hope we win this match yeah leeds united match. of course, of course <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope that we win against or, all odds i hope we win or you know yeah. it, what else I hope, I hope i get some birthday presents yeah. or um, it's just a wish fulfillment, isn't it? Yeah. It's just, it's just I wish this would happen. Yeah. It's not about wishing, though, is it? Hope, hope in 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 this sense is defined as trust. Mm. We are trusting. We are believing what God has said in His Word in the Bible. We're yeah. believing that what he's written down there, what he's given to us over the over these centuries, what's finally in our hands, is what he's actually promised us. We're trusting it. We're trusting it's true. Mm. Yeah. And and God doesn't do what? He doesn't break lie. It. He don't lie. Don't, don't break his don't break <laughs> it his promise. He doesn't break his promise. And there, there's there's so much evidence. Um, historical evidence that the resurrection, that Jesus's death and resurrection happened. Um, but for us, it still takes that measure of faith to put our trust, to put our belief in the fact that this is what happened, that 
you know, don't forget Jesus talked about what would happen to him. He talked about in terms of the, 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 the temple would be torn down and rebuilt in three days. People didn't understand what he was saying at the time, but this is what he was speaking of, that he would be crucified and that he would rise, rise to life again. And um, I forgot my train of thought. <laughs> well it all sounds very good maybe but, i'll come back to you yeah as, but as we it, it's it's we can look to the historical evidence but it takes that measure of faith yeah. to believe what jesus did yeah. on yeah. the cross and and in his resurrection when jesus tells us that his kingdom is coming or actually it's 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 here in part already you know we're, mm. we're carrying his his kingdom really his rule and his reign because that's what a kingdom is isn't it it's the rule and reign of a king yeah so it's so it's here in part already, but it's it has it's to come in fullness. Um, yeah. We we know that that is a statement of truth, and and it's a promise of things mm. of things to come. Yeah. So as believers, we're already living in this kingdom, aren't we? So like I say, it's this, it's it's the rule and reign of God, and so that means what that means is that we've got access to the heavenlies right now, right now. For those of us who believe. Our faith gives us access to heaven. Yeah. Wow. That's really powerful. <laughs> but our <laughs> hope, because of the resurrection, our hope, our trust, because it tells us that our eternal destinies are to be with him and to be with one another as heaven and earth come together, as, 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 as creation is restored to its original intent. What I love about that is that we're not waiting um, to have that access to heaven, to be to be with God where he is. Heaven is his realm where he resides. But that um, we get to experience relationship with God now. We get to experience his power now. Um, we're not just in a holding pattern. We're not just in a, a holding place until we physically die no. on this earth and then... No. It's, and then it's not be about, in heaven with it's God. Not, it's not about just waiting and maintaining and, and desperately working our way through this life until until it comes to an end and then we move on to the good place. Yeah. That's not what it is, is But it? we get to experience God's right presence because Jesus came, Emmanuel, he's Emmanuel, God with us. He came to earth, he died and was raised so that we could experience his presence with us now. Um, so I love that. There's There's so much hope in that, that we're not alone in this life, that... Um, that that we we don't have to just um, rely on ourselves to get us through this life, but that as we have a relationship with God and we walk day by day with him, then he shows us what to do. He shows us where to go. His presence is with us. He speaks to us. He's a living God. He speaks to us by his word and, and by the spirit. So I just, this, oh, it's just so good. So good. <laughs> Should we just sorry? Let's pop back on our notes. That'd sorry, be good. Uh, no, 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 no. So good. Uh, you asked the question. You wrote this particular bit down. What else mm. does does Jesus's death and resurrection mean for us? What else does it mean? So through Jesus's death on the cross, what he did was he removed the separation that was between us and God, and the Bible says that now there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. And I'm going to just read Romans 8, 38 to 9, 38 to 39. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, 
Neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, nor even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. And Jesus removed through his death and resurrection, he removed all of that, all of what just that scripture talked about, those verses talked about. He removed anything and everything that could have ever in the past separate us from the love of God. He made a way for us to have a personal mm. relationship with him. So he's not some far off God, um, but he wants to be involved in every aspect of our lives, every detail. He cares about every single detail. Um, so that that for me is just something that I hold on to mm. so much in my life that nothing can come between and as my, we, as me we, and God's love. As, as you enter into a relationship with Christ and, and I realize I'm saying things that if you're not a believer, they're not at the moment going to make much sense to you. You can kind of think about what they mean, but it's, it's only until you're in a relationship do you really begin to truly understand and appreciate the person you're in a relationship with. You know, you begin mm. to understand more about them, their likes, their dislikes, their, their, their loves, their fears, all that kind of stuff. That's on a natural level. You only really begin to understand that as you decide to enter into a relationship because then, then you become more entwined in one another's lives. And it's, it's the same way with Christ. That's when we're talking about when we're saying enter into a relationship with Christ. You, you only really begin to understand what that means when, when you, um, when the whole, okay, when something's worked on your heart, and we would think that's the Holy Spirit, it's worked on your heart to, to, to turn you towards him and to go, all right, I'm choosing to follow you. And I'm, in other words, I'm choosing to begin a relationship with you, Jesus. It's then I think that, that um, a number um, a number of more number of doors, a greater number of doors begin to open and you begin to, or a number of windows, whatever the analogy is, you just begin to see more clearly and understand mm. more clearly. Some of us approach our faith from uh, a very um, uh, logical place. So mm. for me, yeah, when I became a Christian, it, it was because I'd gone on a journey of... Um, wanting to understand that the scriptures were proper, reliable historical documents, and that what they said, the Bible, what it said, I, I could, mm. I could, I could hold to, and and it was the understanding that lots of historians across the world, uh, whether they be of faith or no faith, the majority of them say, "Yep, we can," despite their their bias towards uh, their theological bias. We can actually rely on what they say. They're good eyewitness testimonies. Mm. The Gospels in particular are good eyewitness testimonies as to what happened. And everything has a bias. You know, we, we have thousands and thousands of copies of Scripture and thousands of bits of copies of Scripture that have existed from very, very early centuries. Yet we have maybe six or seven copies of a book out about Alexandra, Alexandra or something like that, um, Alexander the Great. And, and there's probably, you know, that, that's got a bias towards him. Yet we choose to trust those. So that was kind of the journey I went on. If you, if I if I put myself across, okay, um, it, and and it was that that led my heart to eventually being turned towards him. For other people, it's it's like a slam dunk moment, slam dunk moment, slam dunk, slam dunk, slam dunk moment, dunk. <laughs> moment where yeah. where the Holy Spirit just lays it on you and you, and, and and lives are turned around in in an instant. And it that's about um, encountering God powerfully, encountering His presence. And that's what, you know, you can't, you can't deny 
that when you meet with God like that, you just can't deny that it's some it's out is out of this world that experience. Yeah, yeah. So that's so, what it's like. For so some that's relationship. People. So to follow Jesus and 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 His ways, we we we, you know, when you're in a relationship again. You want to tell other people about the person you're in a relationship with. You're desperate to do that. And so as believers, we want we want and can't help ourselves. Wanting to tell other people about Jesus and about his love, his forgiveness, his power. Um, yeah. Jesus' death and resurrection means that we can live life to the full. Yes. He says that, doesn't he? John yeah. 10, 10 says a thief has only one thing in mind. And he's talking about the devil. He wants to steal, slaughter and destroy but I, that's Jesus, have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. And that that's the reality of life with Jesus, is that he has come to give us life in abundance. Yeah. It doesn't mean that everything's going right all the time. We we live in a world where things go wrong. Things yeah. go wrong in our lives. Well, things, the coronavirus. Well, right now. I don't believe that's from God. I don't believe it's from God. I don't no. think God has come to test us. And I know there are lots of fellow brothers and sisters out there who, who will be advocating that this is a, a, a something from God. I don't believe that. I, I believe my God is a good God. I believe he's a father. And as a father, I wouldn't want to, to drop anything like this on my children. But what I do believe is that God can take what is 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 evil and make something good out of it. Yeah. Can't he? he can he can take what the devil mm. wanted to use for ill and make it use and use it for for good. Um and and I you know that's evidenced in in what we're doing right now right here. Yeah, it's a shame mm. that we can't meet as a church family together on a Sunday morning. But what this has done for us and I know there is because I know there are people out there who are now watching us that wouldn't have stepped through the doors of our church building on a Sunday morning. But you're beginning to encounter us and other people that you you've you've seen mm. um and you've maybe possibly begun to understand that that it's it's not a religious thing, but it's actually a life affirming faith that we we have yeah, that's good. um yeah 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 um so let's let's let we've got loads more notes on this but i'm aware of the time yeah, i've got a little sure. time going off <laughs> on the top of this this thing here and and as i've just said then if, if you have been listening to this morning if you've been listening this morning and i hope that for those of you who already believe i hope you've been encouraged <laughs> um and i hope that you you know this morning is just is a joyful occasion for you um, but for those of you who are maybe don't yet know Christ, but you, you, you're just starting to think, well, do you know what? There's something in this, something inside you stirring and you want to know more about God. Mm -hmm. You want you want to begin that what we that relationship that, yeah. that we talked about with him. You want to start living a life full of purpose, hope, which is trust uh, and wholeness. Then let's take you just through. Let's take if you let's take you just through a few steps. To, to, to start your journey. So what's the first thing someone would need to do to, to begin that journey with Christ? So just understanding how much God loves you, that he sent his only son to die for you, and that if you believe in him, if you put your trust, put your hope in him, that you can also have eternal life if you put your belief, your faith, your trust in him. So really to accept God loves you. Yeah. It's the first thing yeah. to do. And and then it's as you understand that that somebody loves you, you you then begin to think, okay, well, I, I wanna I wanna do I wanna do all that I can for you. I, or at least I want to begin to go on that journey of doing what I can for you. And the start of that journey 
is is taking all the stuff that you know is wrong that you do like 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 we've all done and probably some of us do to a degree and yet we come to god daily and ask for forgiveness you know like lying um um maybe some of us uh, going further than that um you know a little bit of thievery going on you know like that pen from the admin cupboard you know the office you used to go to before this kicked out you know mm. and, oh, it's just a pen you know what it's, it's thievery in it it's theft um lust yeah uh, so, you know you might look at a woman or a man uh um depending uh and and think thoughts that are not very good and what you do is you take all those all right and i'm not saying you're not going to stop immediately sometimes there are things we've got to work through you take all those stuff and we call it sin mm-hmm. and 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 you you lay it at the foot of the cross because it says that he's taken all our all sin all sickness all disease yeah he's taken it upon himself on that cross on that good friday and he's proven his defeat he's, he's got all that He's proven that he's, he's overcome all that because of this resurrection on Easter Day. You take all that and you go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn away from that. And I'm not just going to turn away and go off somewhere else. I'm going to turn away and I'm going to go on that, that journey. In the complete opposite direction. In the direction. opposite direction. I'm going to go to on that journey. Yeah. I'm going to go yeah. on that journey with you, yeah. with you Jesus. Yeah. And sometimes um, uh, uh, saying a prayer helps you kind of heart-wise and, and head-wise kind of get through that. You know, you can say a prayer, say something like, Lord, forgive me. I know that I've sinned. I now turn away from that sin. And I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And I commit my life now to following you, your teachings, and to receiving your Holy Spirit to come live inside me. And that's something you could do this morning. And if you begin to pray that prayer this morning, whether it be now or later, contact us, let us know. Hello at myfreedom.church. You could even post comments on here if you so desire, but I suspect this is quite a personal thing. You might want to email us first. Um, Hello at myfreedom.church. If you've got any more resources, go visit myfreedom.church website and there's some more stuff on there that you can can follow. I just want to say you talked about the Holy Spirit, receiving Mm. the Holy Spirit, and that is God's Spirit coming to um, make his home on the inside of us and it empowers us to live life for God, to live life according to how Jesus lived and his teachings, um, to live with purpose and to live in, in, in God's power. In the, in the heart day. of how he lived, because no, obviously if we live like then, we'd, yeah. be, we'd be wearing kind of long, I don't know, yeah. Shawl things. No. Um, no, I don't mean that. Not that. It's, but it's to follow his ways. Yeah, to follow his to ways, follow which his you ways. will find when you begin to read the Bible. Yeah. Uh, it's the best way to get to know him, uh, uh, other than uh, just experience who he is in your heart, is to read his word. And so we suggest and we encourage you, go ahead and read the Gospels. Um, maybe you want to start with, maybe Luke might be a good place to start, because uh, if you start with Matthew, Matthew's great, and we're reading through Matthew right now, but Matthew was a Jew, and he spoke in quite, with quite a Jewish bias to what he was saying, which is not a bad thing, it's just that he's speaking to a particular audience, whereas Luke is speaking to a broader audience, a more gentle, um, we're going to use Christian word then, a non-Jew uh, mindset, uh, and, and so maybe Luke, and then maybe Mark, because that's quite a short uh, gospel, uh, and then Matthew, and then tap into uh, John. So Matthew, Mark, Luke and John are the first books of the New Testament uh, and leave John to last just because it's a little bit different from those other three. Uh, it, John is sometimes and often and even in scripture uh, known as the, the the disciple whom Jesus loved. So there's some yeah. 
relationship going on that was very special between them both um and so finish it so start that start your journey and there. just to say that if you don't have a physical bible at home um the bible is available online and there are uh, there's a, a bible app called you version which we really recommend the bible app um, by you version by you version and um there's things like online like the Bi- bible gateway bible hub so biblegateway.com um, yeah um, can't Bible remember. hub, Bible hub. Bible hub. Com. Com. So have a look online yeah. if you don't have a physical Bible. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh. So good. All right. Listen, we're done. We're done. Um, have an awesome rest of the day. Um, don't eat too much chocolate. <laughs> not uh, all in one go. Not anyway. all in one go. <laughs> anyway, um, diets can go out the window for today. I guess just get back on the treadmill tomorrow, or indeed your one exercise that you're allowed outside in the open <laughs> right now. Um, shall we finish in prayer? Yeah. That'd be awesome. Would you mind praying? Yeah, that's fine. fantastic. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for who you are. Father, we thank you for sending your only son to die, um, to take on our sins, to um, to remove the separation, Lord, that there was between us and to be raised again to life so that we can have fullness of life, so that we can live day by day with you. Lord, we're so thankful, we're so grateful for what you've done and that you are Emmanuel, God with us, that we don't have to walk alone through this life, that you've given us hope for our future and that you've given us eternal life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Actually, before we go, just remind you, every every week now until things change, 11 a.m., we kick off on both YouTube and Facebook. I recommend you go follow our YouTube uh, channel. Like, subscribe, click the notification bell while you're there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) YouTube.com forward slash Freedom Leads. Get get yourself subscribed and connected there and you'll never miss another thing. The reason I'm saying YouTube is because we've had a few issues with the Facebook stream over the last few weeks, so I'm not as... I'm not as confident uh, with that. It should be okay, but I'm not as confident. So visit that every Sunday, 11 a.m. Also on Facebook and Instagram, we do a Facebook and Instagram live every morning, weekday morning from 8 a.m. We're reading through one chapter of the Bible at a time. Myself and Kathy take it in turns. And like I said, we're, like I said earlier, we're going through Matthew right now. Um, so check that out. And if you're a, a member of Freedom Church, let me remind you about prayer, Zoom prayer. Uh, every Tuesday evening at 7.30 p.m. with Zoom prayer because we use the the Zoom video conferencing app. Uh, I will obviously email details details out for that, um, but it would be good to have you connect. And, and always, you know, uh, as, as we said last few weeks, stay connected. If you're mm. part of Freedom Church, stay connected to one another. Give one another a text, a call, something that encourages one another because um, we're all in this together. Uh, and like I said earlier, for those of you who are watching us, maybe for the first time or maybe you've just started connecting with us in the last few weeks, get in touch with us. Let us know how we can pray for you. Let us know if there's anything yeah. we can do for you. You know, if it's within our capabilities, we'll try and make that happen. Um, I think that is it. Yep. Can't, can't think, think of anything of else. No. Bless you until next day. week. Bye bye. Bye. In your name I will bow down 